Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm super excited about our interview today with my client, Jim. Jim and I have a long history together. Um, we He has done core foundations before I had a men's program. And then he did some of the core foundations for men. And then we've done a lot of e-sessions together because he lives on the East Coast and we are located on the West Coast of the U.S. And so welcome, Jim. Thanks for doing this. Oh, thank you. So, Jim, tell people a little bit about you. You, If you want to share your age, that would be great. Um, and kind of a little bit about how you found the Tummy Team, why you were even looking for something like this. Okay, so, um, so I'm an older man, and um, I was at the doctor's office uh working on some stuff. And I, I was very impressed with the fact that I had been doing a lot of work on my, on my core and doing a lot of crunches. And I sort of said, look, I've got these great abs. And the doctor said to me, no, those aren't abs. That's a diastasis. So your doctor actually told you what it was. And I said, it's a what? And he said, diastasis. And then he also mentioned there's not much we can do about it, but if you want, we can do a little, I can do some kind of surgery that'll prevent it from getting any bigger. That's all I got from him. And um, based on that, I start, and this was maybe three years ago. Okay. Maybe a little longer, but I think somewhere between three and four years, but I think about three. And, and I've been very athletic and very much in shape my entire life. But over the last 10 to 15 years, whenever I would take a picture, I always had a belly. And I never understood where the belly was coming from because it was a little overweight, but I wasn't overweight with that kind of a belly. And it looked like a beer belly, but I don't drink beer. And I never understood it at all until this, I got this word diastasis and then um i sort of like parsed it and it's a greek word that means the stasis so you there's a diastasis in other words there's a separation of your foundation your your basic foundation is splitting you know and when i started looking around about, first of all and you know and it was clearly a woman's thing because whenever you went online to look about it it was all about women in pregnancy. And I kept looking. And looking was that frustrating for you? Well, it wasn't helpful. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't helpful. And um, and and then you'd go on YouTube and you'd see, very, I mean, it was just little or nothing. And so I'm looking around, looking around, and there's a few people who talk about it. And you go and the websites are very informative. But generally, again, they're focused on women. And... Uh, and like there are no men who even know what this is. So if you talk to somebody and they, they, they look at you and you look at them and they have the same belly I have and they never heard of it. So this is like not again, I think things may have changed a little, but in over the but three years ago this was not only undiagnosed but unknown. And I must have had this for at least fifteen, if not twenty years. And I'm sure that other doctors could have seen it on one level or another. So the fact that no one ever, and by the way, this guy only mentioned it to me in passing. Yeah. And because you kind of brought it up because you were showing I did a crunch. Yeah. I did a crunch on the table and I said, look at this. And he said, Oh, that's a diastasis. I said, what do you mean? I thought that was my six pack. And um, (laughs) cause it was, as you know, as I've learned from you, it's more of like a pyramid coming out there's like a different yeah, like shaping so, yeah. 
So then I'm looking around and um, to make a long story short, I mean, um, you know, you're always looking for promises uh, when you're doing all this stuff. Like we can do this, we can do that, we can do this. And remarkably, there, there, were, there were maybe three or four people on the entire net who even talked about this. So, and then what happens is, you know, you get into these moods and one day you say, let me try this. And I, so I contact, so I actually went to the tummy team and I saw the thing and I guess I went through some of your stuff and I said, there's enough credibility here for me to at least see what this is all about. I mean, I mean, getting a stronger core is something everyone talks about. And how do you get a stronger core when you're not allowed to do crunches? And if you don't have a strong core, then that means your back's going to go. And if your back goes, your legs, I mean, essentially you need a core. And they're telling me that the only thing I know to do to make it stronger is something that won't help. Right. Right. How would, how would surgery make it stronger? And, and he basically said crunches aren't, are actually making yeah, it and he wasn't even saying it would make it stronger. He just was going to, and he, he, well, he wasn't even suggesting it, but he said he could have actually made it not get worse. Okay. Okay. Right. It wouldn't have been sewing it together like a hernia. It would have been making, just holding it. So it doesn't like, right. Right. So, um, so, no, so ask me, I mean, so essentially, um, I then go to the tummy team to make a long story short and you have your core foundations, Right. Yes. And the so, one you did was our, our, we were trying to make it fairly gender neutral, knowing that most of our demographic is our women, but we tried to make it gender neutral. So men, because men were starting to do the course, this is before we made our men's course and you did the women's course. And, right. tell and, about that. and just so we're clear, I don't even know what gender neutral means. Yeah. Okay. It's difficult. So right? I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, and mostly when I hear the word gender neutral, it normally means noncommittal. Yes. It means like, what can we say that applies to everybody? And the one and thing I've learned. Case. Right. And what, the one thing I learned beyond the shadow of a doubt is that's not the way this thing works. But but the funny. So what the good thing was, so I go in this thing, uh, your, your first core and who do and I and there's this lady leading this whose name is Kelly. And she's talking to all these women who've had babies. I mean, they're not on, but she's talking to women who've been through at least one labor and who are obviously moms to a large degree. And not only moms to a large degree, moms who have a lot of work to be doing in the house, maybe on the job, trying to figure out how to take care of the kids, ride the car, do the shopping, do the this, do the that. There wasn't a lot about supportive husbands, but there was a lot about this. And it wasn't like a complaint, but it was like, and you were being very functionally correct about, I'm here to sort of give you an opportunity to not only get yourself stronger, but learn how to function in the world in a way where you're going to actually get stronger by just doing what you're currently doing the right way. And this was all terrific, except it wasn't directed to me at all. I mean, in a lot of ways, it wasn't. But what was really enjoyable is, is it, you were talking to these women and it showed because you were so gentle and supportive. And so I'd be going through these sessions and I don't know for the people, but it, it's a very rigorous program. And it's sort of like you can't sort of uh, browse the program. You have to commit. You have to do the first module before they let you get into the second module right so which means essentially and and it's fun so i'm doing this and kelly is talking um i don't know how much i want to say online but but it really was hilarious she'd be talking there's my, my favorite one is she was saying you really need to get a good chair to do some of these exercises and then she looks in the camera and says and you deserve a good chair. <laughs> well, the funny, what, the funny thing is, is women will will make excuses why they they don't have they don't have this they don't have that. Men are different. They need a chair. There. Tell me what chair to get. I'll go buy the chair. I'll get the chair tomorrow. Well, but women like procrastinate. Well, whatever it was, okay. Um, um, 
it was hilarious and funny. And it also made the whole thing really easy to do. So, and the truth of the matter was the first module, which was really very, very simple, like sit at the edge of a chair and just do this simple breathing was difficult. Yeah. I mean, and it was slow. And the only fear I had in my head was how much different is a man's body than a woman's body? And, and is, if, is what I'm doing here something that's very easy for a woman to do and probably not even smart for a man to do? But you kept making it very clear it was okay. Yeah. So, um, and it, so it was wonderful. And essentially, again, for people who are interested, it's a breathing technique that um, you can use anywhere at any time. And it's a fun thing to do. And it's and fun it's, because you, you actually feel like your muscles are doing the thing that you're desperately wanting them to do. Pull together, make you taller, you know, make you flatten your tummy, strengthen you in the way that makes sense, right? Well, that's part of it, but it's fun because you're out in public and you're doing an exercise and you're just simply saying, shh. <laughs> and it gives you an opportunity to be just as weird as everybody else in the street. <laughs> So if you're out in your gym shoot, you know, it's the summer, you're out, you're by the water and you start doing a few of these things, people really see that we don't know what he's doing, but it looks like it's serious, right? <laughs> and it's fun. And it also turns out that because of the way you explained it, that this one muscle does not react well to quick movement. Yeah. Right? So which endurance muscle. So this, and essentially you said we have this little girdle that's this muscle in the bottom, and that muscle needs to be somehow activated in a completely different way. And it was this breathing. Now it turns out this breathing, which I'm doing specifically for the diastasis, right, is great for your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It calms you. If yeah. you do it the way I do it, you laugh because it's funny. Right. And then if you're working with Kelly um, and she's explaining this again in the first group of videos, mainly to women. So she's explaining how it feels, but she's using the feminine anatomy on how it works. And she's saying these things that I mean, there's nothing uh, that's inappropriate, but she's saying these things. And I don't have any of the muscles she's talking about. So she's doing this. And and this, or there'll be something like, you know, during pregnancy, this or this happened that she'll talk about. So you sit there as a guy and and it's sort of like you're, you know, you're, you're watching a, a show that maybe you shouldn't be watching, but it's a lot of fun and it is very peaceful. And it turns out this exercise and this stomach exercise requires peaceful exercise. Yeah. It's not Jack Lorraine. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not group aerobics it's really are yeah. you willing to get strong in your core and and what that requires is you taking a deep breath and letting the air out very slowly right yeah, and slowing down and really connecting um and our, our culture is not about slowing down it's about powering through it's about pressing on powering through ignoring pain pressing on powering through and it feels very countercultural and kind of against counterintuitive to slow down and connect, but pretty needed, don't you think? Well, yeah. And I think, I think if you, I actually have told you many times that I'm positive someone could give a major, major talk on diastasis in the future of America. I have no doubt about it that if I was being a different podcast and we were talking, I could explain that when one half of the abs is blaming the other half of the abs for not working hard enough. So both ends of the abs decide they have to work harder and harder to get together. And what happens is that they get more and more separated. You're dealing with the same. So it turns out it, it's a, the, the initial and, and what I liked about Kelly and the way you were doing it is you were explaining it every step of the way. Yeah. And because I don't have a, 
great sense of biology or I mean, so you'd be explaining these things like you talked about the fact that the ribs and the pelvis are like two bowls that right. Yeah. And that we needed to. And so what was really good was. Um, your ability to actually create visualizations that allowed me to sort of not listen to the details, but get like, oh, two bowls. And then you would say stuff later when you're talking about the men specifically, you know, your ribs can flare out versus flaring in. And you begin to see this stuff and you begin to see it in a way that it's easy to work with. And it's not only easy to work with, you can sort of track it. Because as you're working out, you begin to sense that, oh, my, forget about the belly. My ribs are beginning to come in. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Forget about the belly. But And then what we do in these exercises with these stretches, um, all of a sudden you start doing this. First of all, how many people? Oh, so here's one of the interesting things. Um, this idea of hinging versus bending your back. Right. Hinging at your hips. Hinging versus mm -hmm. like sort of rolling your back down. Right. Crunching. Mm -hmm. And who ever knew about this? Right. Ever. Uh, and when you when I so then I went online to look at like uh, so I actually went on this thing versus hinging to look at hinging. And it turns out every culture but the Western culture hinges. Yeah. It's like natural, right? So all of a sudden, and then, and I've been, again, we, you know, I play golf and I've been trying forever with coaches to somehow, they would say, okay, and I, and I was always bending my back and I never got that it was supposed to be this hinge until I worked with you because I didn't know what the hinge was. Right. I mean, so I one of the things we do, we do, do spend a lot of time on education um, because I want, the client, I want you guys to know why your body is, why you're doing what you're doing. But I also want you to be like the best owner of your own body. But not like you said, not everybody understands or knows the anatomy. And it can feel pretty daunting. So I, I think I use a lot of analogies, you know, and I use a lot of visualization. And because it's an online program, I really have to talk and educate in a way that a lot of different people can understand without me putting my hands on them, what their body should be doing, how it should be feeling, what it looks like in the mirror, you know, and those kinds of things so that you feel confident in what you're doing. And you're not like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. I tend to over communicate with lots of varieties of things, knowing that I have a lot of different people listening and, and trying to figure out what, what that means. And it is a little elusive because these are deep muscles that most people are disconnected from. And it's a way to exercise and activate muscles that is very foreign to what maybe we've done in the gym or with sports and stuff like that. Um, but makes sense once you start doing it. Right. And there's almost no literature saying that you can strengthen this. So one of the things that was really interesting is there was, you would think between men's health magazines and all these newsletters and all this core stuff, you would think, and given the fact that there's no doubt in my mind that this is far more prevalent um, than people think, I would bet a significant percentage of men over 40 have this. I mean, I would bet if I understand these two anatomies now, that more men have this over 40 than I'll bet you women do, because most women's bodies respond well after the pregnancies and stuff, right? So Yeah, well, the men that we see, the demographic of men that we see is primarily between 50 and 75. That's, right. that's the, the demographic of the men that we see and what, for multiple reasons. Um, but, but yeah. So the ones who are not coming for medical reasons, why are they coming? Like, how do they end up, I mean... Are they um, athletic? I mean, how do they end up finding out they have the diastasis? Or that's not what gets they, them here. They, they, they saw some kind of tenting, and they went to the doctor, and the doctor said, it's not a hernia, it's a diastasis, and there's nothing you can do for it. I would say that that's probably the most common. Um, there are other reasons people get it, or sometimes we do see some younger men, if their wife had it, 
pregnancy and then they realize they have it and they have awareness because of that. But the, because our biggest demographic is about 50 to 75 year olds in men, it's almost always they started working out again or they, they were lifting something after being sedentary for a while. And this, this alien popped out of their tummy and it was tender or it looked weird. And the doctor said, this is, you can't do anything about it. Good luck. Yeah. So, okay. So that's not my story except for there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Okay. And we now know um, that you could just as easily say there's something you can do. Yeah. Even if it's not about it. So there's something. I mean, so in other words, I'm, th there's something you can do, which is you can strengthen your entire body in such a way so that it's not like something like um, we don't have clinical trials that show this works or doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So. The important thing to understand in terms of your program is I've got, I mean, my, my, my core, my stomach is actually, we've seen it. It's, it's flattened considerably from where it was. But to tell you the truth, the strength in every other part of my body has become huge. Yeah. And one of the big things that's happened out of the workouts that you do is um, and it's a strange word for, for an older guy, and it's a good word, lithe, L-I-T-H-E. There's a flexibility mm -hmm. that um, is truly new. I mean, it's like it's a flexibility that goes back 40 or 50 years. I mean, you develop through working with the stuff we've been doing, um, this, not just the stretching with the breathing, and, the, and you begin to develop a huge range of motion right. that you didn't know you lost. You didn't right. know you lost. And then all of a sudden what starts happening is when you're playing sports or when you're when you're like the, so one of the things Kelly suggests, I mean, there's a few, I mean, first of all, I want you to understand that this is exactly the opposite of going to boot camp. <laughs> this is not boot camp. This is not, um, a, a thumping aerobic instructor who's telling you, you know, go left, go. It's exactly not that, right? And um, because for what it's worth, she's on the other coast. She's a lot more laid back than people on my coast. So it's a completely different world to begin with. But what's, but what's also truly amazing is um, – she walks you through. So she, she the first or second session. So you're beginning to sort of do and she wants you to learn how to walk. In a new way. So part of the exercises are to somehow walk in a way where if you do this for a little while, your shoulders immediately come back and you immediately gain an inch of height. Yeah. And as you start walking, um, and it's very funny because, uh, I mean, the, so the, she, one of the instructions, I, I still have trouble following what she was saying, but um, it doesn't matter because the idea of like eyes on the horizon, just let your body naturally orient to your eyes, keep, keep a conscious focus on at least what's going on. Uh, yeah, elongating, elongating, right? elongating, yeah. And so, and it works. So the good news is it works. And it works, I mean, incredibly well. So I now have uh, an exercise routine that I do every day. And most of the time I do it by the upper bay, right by the Verrazano Bridge outside. And it's, it's a wonderful routine. It, it's not it's not the weird breathing routine. You know, it's a routine where it's a good 10 minutes of very, very sort of like focused movement. Intentional. Yeah. And and as you get more into it, and especially if you work one on one with Kelly, what you begin to understand is you can begin to sort of like continually stretch out your body. Yeah. And you can continually feel the strength coming in. And you don't know it until all of a sudden you decide to pick something up and you're picking it up as if you're playing polo 
and you're not picking it up as if like you're an accordion and you like and you just you just get a much better sense of life and yeah. and it's not what she's selling so she's not selling i don't think a better sense of life she's selling you know tummy um but the tummy is you know a very important part of life right and the core is a very important part of life well, I think that that when you said a bit ago, when you said, you know, um, you don't know that you were missing that mobility until you kind of start getting it back. Um, that's such a common thing that people say to me, like, I didn't even realize this until now I have this and I didn't realize how much I was missing. But when your your core is such a pivotal part of the way your body moves throughout life, that when your core is not functioning, the muscles around your hips and around your pelvis, around your shoulders and your rib cage, they all need to start acting as stabilizers, which makes them less of less moving muscles, right? So they get stiffer because all of your other joints are trying, or muscles around your other joints are trying to replace what your core is supposed to do. And so then you lose your flexibility. And if you start to try to get to stretch or try to move in certain ways, it makes your back unstable. And then you feel like if you don't hurt yourself, you feel like you might hurt yourself. So then you avoid that movement and then you become less and less movement, right? But as we were able to get you connected and get strength in your core, then we, we started working on, you know, your hip movement. You know, your upper bar arm movement, your, your, your posture of your upper back, your, your flexibility in your hip joints. And we were able to do so much more because you felt confident that you're not going to fall over if you lift your leg up. Right. But we have had a unique experience between the two of us because you have done a lot of e-sessions. You chose to, you did the, some of the men's program, and then you said, you know what, I just want to meet with Kelly one-on-one, and I want her to help me with these specific things, and so I'm going to commit to doing a series of e-sessions one-on-one with, with me, and um, so it's been very fun, and we've seen a ton of progress. Like I, I took a picture, a screenshot of our first session compared to one of our more recent sessions, and the change in your posture, the change in your core and your belly is dramatic, right? Like, I'm so glad we, I did that because, you know, I see you pretty regularly and it's, you know, you see somebody, it's hard. Like I can tell that you're better, but to see it side by side was pretty like. It was, it was, it was impressive. Now, what what Kelly just said is the stuff that I don't understand at all. So when she talks like this, it makes no sense to me, but what she then does is because a lot of the muscles she's talking about that are comp um, that are doing the work compensating. compensating are so frozen you don't know you have them. Yeah, yeah. So um, so you're sitting and so one of the big things of the one-on-one sessions and also I think it was is we begin to discover the muscles. That's a big, big deal. And she has some tools for doing that that are very, very helpful. And and so you begin, so they'll, they'll, she'll be saying, you know, you have these muscles over here. So, And I'll just look at her and say, what muscles over here? Like she'll say, well, you know, we have to work on these muscles in your, in your, in, in your stomach. So tummy is like the girl thing. But, you know, we have to work on these things here. And um, I'm saying, I don't have, what are you talking about? And then we would have to find the muscle. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true in the back. So, and, but, so the way I would say this is like this. What happens is as I'm working with Kelly, I'm opening up parts of my body that haven't moved in anywhere from five to 40 to 50 years. So when that happens, you don't think, oh, gee, that's great. My, uh, I see my back is getting stronger. You're actually saying, Oh, great. That's how I used to feel when I played two-hand touch. Because it turns out, and we've talked about this, that the body is a memory system. Yeah, muscle memory. And, and, you know, when your body can't move, you're living a life of old memories and regrets. Your body, every time it aches, is saying, 
oh, I can't do that, can I? Mm-hmm. Right? So when you start doing this stuff, if you do, and she says, I didn't realize, I, in my mind, I thought anybody who did this would be doing this once a week. I mean, in New York, people go to their trainers once or twice a week in the gyms, right? So right. why wouldn't you want to go with a trainer once a week, especially if you're a guy who is not in touch with their body, which is 98% of the guys I know. Even the muscle building guys I know are not in touch with their body. They're just in touch with their muscles. But there's a whole lot of other stuff in the body. So I'm working with Kelly and in the process, I mean, she has me working with bands and this and that. And again, it's fun because it's with another human being. She's got a personality that is um, just wonderful. Um, she's, she's, I, I don't even know. I mean, it, it probably has to do with, I, I can't say a lot because there's all the fires and everything. So, but generally I'm sure it's got to do with breathing normally, very good air and just being happy all the time. But it's, it's a wonderful program. Uh, but it's a wonderful program because it makes me feel a lot better every day. And the other thing about it is, is as you get older, the biggest concern you really have is hurting yourself by doing things wrong you know and a lot of times like i've done this you go to the gym and you're working with a trainer and they're trying to extend you way beyond where you should go and they're giving me weights to work on that i really shouldn't be working on and they're trying you know and kelly's got as part of her background i think i mean i know this that she's working with people who are challenge to begin with so she's not working from we want to get you out there in some kind of macho way or in one of these sort of like again the same thing you see with the women where they're just like hitting the beat hour after hour to have that perfect kind of a body she's more interested in getting the body to be safe and flexible and resilient Mm -hmm. and um youthful yeah I want you to feel and function the way your body to feel and function the way your mind wants it to, to be, you know, can you share, we had this session uh, not too long ago where we, we were working on um, some flexibility. I can't even remember what it was, Uh, maybe in your legs. And you said, this is exactly how I feel when I do a jump shot or there was, or there was something like that where you were talking about how you have like, when you, when you recapture some movement that you had in your past that you haven't felt for years and years, you have this kind of emotional response to it. Like, Oh, that reminds me of how my body used to do this. And it's how powerful that is. How like, encouraging that is to you well i think i said yeah it's not so what it it is is it's it's i think it's more of this is who i am i don't think it's about remembering anything i think it's about this is who i am and because as you i mean one of the things that's really interesting i've noticed is as people get older in age they're much younger in spirit so Uh, Most younger people I see, especially in our culture, are many years older than me. They're they're living with so much data and so much pressure and so much fear and so much that they are beaten to the core and they walk around like 95-year-old men and women, though their bodies are young, right? So, and... um, you get older, at least for some of us, what starts happening is, is the fears never happened, or if they did happen, we got through them. And there's a person who begins to emerge. And then what you want to really do is, is that person begins to emerge, and then you're, you're realizing you can't go there anymore. So what starts happening is you can either accept the fact that you're getting old and you can't go there anymore, which might be true, or you can say, well, Maybe I can go there, right? And part of what we did is like beginning to, I mean, I just saw a picture. I don't want to jinx myself, but someone took a picture of me on the golf course swinging. And compared to the way I swang last year, it's clear that my ability to hinge has changed my entire swing. 
It's a yeah. big, big deal. And um, and it, I mean, because part of I think everyone wants to be elegant in a certain way. I think people want to be graceful. I think people who don't even care about being graceful make sure that everyone knows they don't care about being graceful. I think people want to be somehow able to sort of like manifest a good way to live in the world. And you do this by getting not so much in touch with your body, but having a functional body that somehow acts with you in the world. And we've right. talked about, so, I mean, I, we, I've talked with Kelly about this a lot because I find this fascinating. Um, a lot of times, if you get a, if you, and a lot of people have body memories and whenever you access a certain part of the body, what immediately happens is, is you remember something. It's sort of what happens when you go to the cemetery and you go to see someone you love and you think of something and then the whole world opens up again. It's like a really pleasant memory. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same thing. There's parts of the body that are somewhat, they're all but dead because they haven't been used in 20 years. And then all of a sudden they come back to life. It's a big deal. It's almost like a hallelujah moment, right? Yeah, and, especially when you and, didn't have any hope that that would happen. Right. And you know what? At that point, the diastasis doesn't matter that much. So it's not like, you know what? I've been so essentially, so like I came into this thing. Um, I, I lost about 15 or 16 pounds of, since COVID started. I guess I started this just around COVID sometime in That's March. That's when we started doing the, the one on one. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, and it wasn't for any other reason but me exercising. And then because I was exercising, for some reason, my body started moving a little better. And then if you really want to get your stomach to come in, the last thing you want to do is put things in the stomach that push it out. <laughs> so, so slowly but surely you start working and then you just keep doing that breathing. And then all of a sudden you start, and then you start feeling it because she has us, uh, you, you can sort of test the distance between the thing and not that I do it well, but slowly but surely you begin to feel it closing yeah. And that doesn't mean to me that I'm I'm cured or I can be reckless, but it does mean to me that I'm moving in the right direction. And, you know, I think a big part of like staying young is just moving in the right direction. Right. So that's yeah. what we've been doing. And in terms of the program, like both the women's and the men's module. It is so really well thought out. And it is. um it, it, I think it's actually like a um, it's sort of like I think Kelly's figured it out that there's only so much you can do every week. So right. she actually asks you to do very little, but she gives you a lot of time in between. So you're essentially doing a 30 minute module once a week and you might be only doing two things that are really new. But the point is, is it takes a week for that thing to get in. Yeah, and it takes, you, you just can't go faster. Yeah, as a guy, you want to say, okay, how do, right? Yeah, one thing builds on the other, and people want to rush through, but they are missing the point that there's a muscle imbalance. So we have to strengthen these before we go to the next step, before we go to the next step. And um, it's frustrating for a lot of people at first because they just want to, they just want to get through it. But that's not how it works. And there's also that splint. So in the beginning, you, you suggested you wear this little support. Which, um, um, again, you have a choice. You can sort of listen and put it on and wear it for a week with two, three, four weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Or not listen and a month later have the same problem. So I would much rather, I very much would rather do everything Kel Kelly tells me to do and three months later, say, hey, Kelly, you know, nothing's happening here. It's your fault, not mine. Versus me not doing anything Kelly tells me to do and saying, I don't understand, Kelly. I've been listening to you for three months and my belly is still the same. So I can honestly say that um, whether it's through just our relationship, through just, I think it's all of these things. I think it's very important to do these exercises right. I think it's very important to get the support from a professional who knows what's going on. I think it's very important that this is fun for me. Mm -hmm. And not only is it fun for me, it is a great thing to talk to people about. 
when you have nothing to talk about, you can say, oh, excuse me, how long has your belly been sticking out like that? And have you ever thought of doing something about it? Um, how does that go over, Jim, when you start a conversation like that? People really well, receptive? This is what happens. They say, okay. what do you mean? And I say, I'll tell you what I mean. You see that over there? They call it a diastasis. This is what we're talking to guys. It's a what? I said, I know. It's a Greek word. Then we, I would I play around with laughing our heads off. And then I say, you know, I've been working with somebody, and it's been helping me. And they say, really? Because the people I'm talking to about this, I'm meeting in the gym. Mm. These aren't, I mean, these are people who are literally going to the gym and working out, right? Or people, so so it's the kind, and it's a good thing to talk about. Plus, in terms of, yeah, women have no problem with this because their bodies are made. They have the babies, you know, and, and you can have this great conversation of, of laughter around it. And a lot of guys I know are saying, yeah, I have the same thing. Yeah. Now, getting them to go from there to contact it's much more common in men than, than people think, you know? Um, and, and I think we're one of the very few programs that actually has a program geared specifically to men. Yeah. Like we, we made a, a decision a couple of years ago after you did the first core foundations um, to, because I've been seeing a lot of men in, in the clinic and there are differences. There are differences in how you, how a diastasis present, presents in a man. Um, there's differences in how your body heals, how fast we can take you through stuff, how quickly we need to introduce exercise and um, specific muscle tightness and stuff like that. That's just unique to the presentation that we see in men versus what we see in women. And so we have, even though the anatomy is very similar, how, how you heal and the pace of it is different for men. Um, and men also, I've, I'm starting to learn, and you share a lot of insight with me, Jim, about this. Men um, are approached differently about this. Like I, what I've found is that when men are looking for an answer, they look, they see the answer, they watch a couple videos, they say, what program do I buy? They buy the program and they do it. Whereas women they'll take, they'll, they'll hear about it. They'll ignore their symptoms for a long time. And then they'll maybe research a little bit and then they'll wait like two years for like a 50% off sale and then they'll do it. And then they might not even do the course because they just don't invest. Um, not because they don't have this, but they just make excuses. And it seems like maybe it's the demographic. Maybe it's the fact that you guys are 50 to 75 and you're no longer missing, messing around. Like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, maybe it's just, you know, men think differently about investing in themselves. I like what you said about how, you know, people will pay for a trainer, but you know, why would you not pay for somebody that can help you specifically balance out these muscles? You know, it's, it's interesting. The, the way men um are reached and and also just the success of the guys that I work with because it is it's it's a different it's a different approach um but super effective still but it, it's different and I'm glad we made our men's program is now um equal in sales to our women's program not equal to all of our women's program because we have like the pregnancy programs and stuff like that but core foundations and core foundations for men are equal in sales right now, which is crazy to me. And it's, I think it's just because there's not a lot of programs out there for men, but also men really are um, grateful that they don't have to kind of, you know, go through all the female information to get what they need. Oh, well, and uh, again, I don't even, I think this is so much more prevalent in guys, uh, and I actually believe that a lot of it's hidden for certain reasons. But mm-hmm. I don't mean I mean hidden uh, physically. But mm-hmm. I think this is a big, big, big deal. And we've talked about it. I mean, it really connects to a whole bunch of different Eastern approaches that are really wonderful. But it, but it, no, I, I'm look. I'm a happy. I'm a happy customer. I enjoy this. It's fun. But but it's also been effective and not only effective. Um, I mean, 
I can stretch in ways I I never could stretch before. And if I was doing more sessions with you, like, I mean, there are times when I'm ready to go to a next level and I say, I'm not going to do that because I'm not sure. But everything we've been doing has been positive. And it's been in COVID, right? Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm telling you. So I, I and I, I just, I actually would love to see a forum around this. I think this goes much, much deeper. And I think there are emotional connections to the belly that um, are all part of this. I mean, I, I, one of the problems with all this stuff is, is if you begin to really get yourself in shape, things may start coming up that you may not want to address. I mean, there are people who go out of their way to stuff things in their body. And there are people who like to stick issues in, in frozen muscles and leave them there like time capsules forever, right? So part of what happens here is are you willing to sort of open up to things you've been running away from? Because part of what happens when you start working out is things start opening up. And and the good news is, is most of the stuff that opens up gives you avenues to a better life. Absolutely. So it's almost as if your body's been settling and you know, settling, like settling down like an old building, but mm-hmm. settling for yeah. something because cool. it's, it's, you know, Clint Eastwood, a man know, needs to know his limitations. Well, you begin to say, well, I guess I'm limited and we are limited, but not that way. I mean, find your limitations by stretching. Say, oh, this is my limitation. I can only go this far, not I'm afraid to move my arm, right? Right. So, so no, no. So, I'm look, I, I love you. I love the program. And, and I'm, I'm, my only regret is there isn't like something closer to here um, for us to sort of like go to. That's my, you know, like I've said, it would be nice. The community component, like for you to, you're, for you to be in community and working together with people would be probably fill another component of what's going on, right? Because we've worked a lot one-on-one and you feel so much better and you would love to be able to do that, you know, in a, in a group setting with other guys and, oh, and guys, that- woman, it would be, I, I actually yeah. think. I think this is a really good thing for even like co-ed stuff to be working on. I mean, it, it, because at that point, and also for what it's worth, and that's not what this, I don't know, but there's a part in here that is about relationships between men and women. Yeah. I mean, you know, husbands and wives, partners and relationships. There's a part in here, which is also very important. And what, just think how good it is to sort of have, to be able to identify with your wife and say, you know, I, it's weird when your body changes, isn't it? You know, that kind of stuff. And we're working together. And, you know, in your, if you're in a relationship and both of you are taking not only being together seriously, but also being able to be the best you can be in the relationship, it goes a long way. So I actually think your, your approach um, and, I, and I firmly believe this notion of because there's an alternative to diastasis. But if you think through the opposite of diastasis and say the goal is to create a stable, connected world that's flexible. So you can see how much you can play with this. Right. So there's a lot to it. And and, and I think, frankly, uh, the cutting edge here is the connection between the spirit, the soul, the body, community society, the world. There's there's a connection here. And if in fact your core, think metaphorically, is not stable, then every other part of the world you're living in is compensating in ways that things start spinning out of control. Yeah. So what would it look like if, as I say, if somehow in this country we begin to get a stable core? <laughs> it would be a different country. I mean, it wouldn't be it would be different in a very, I think, positive way. And, and believe it or not, I think part of what we do here is um, a step in the right direction. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, this has been super fun. I'm, I'm going to do another podcast with you in the future, Jim. We have lots and lots to share and talk about. But um, is, there, is there anything else that you might want to share that we didn't have a chance to talk about? One of the questions I ask people, everybody is, and you've answered this a little bit, but is, is there anything, if you had a chance to tell your younger self something um, that you know now, what would that be? Tell my younger self something I know now. Yeah. So without being too weird, <laughs> I would simply say, you're doing a great job. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry. Down the road, you're going to hit Kelly. She's going to straighten everything out. So, it's a, <laughs> you know, one of the funny things is, as again, when life is not just in front of you, but also behind you. It's very dangerous to tell your younger self something. This is because true. If you tell your younger self something, it changes all the history. So I much prefer saying, you know what? We made it to here and it's good versus, you know what? Don't take that class because who the hell knows what happens? So I think it's really important to just realize, and this is like, like a good answer that you know what? Tell the younger self, life is good. Don't worry. Do the best you can. You're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I mean, that's what I think. Because, um, I mean, I mean, it's even odd because what my body 10 years ago was so, so different. But this is a big deal. And, and part of what you do as an adult or as a father or is – it's not so much telling my younger self, but what do I tell my sons? Because telling my sons, and, and I found in parenting, the best way to tell anyone anything is to set an example. So if my sons say, why do I have to wait 50 years to get flexible and in shape? That's, that's a different thing, right? Right. Uh, right? But, you know... Um, that's a good answer, Jim. That was a good answer. It is a good answer. Thank you very much, because I'm learning from you. I'm learning from Aww, you. And I'm learning from you. This is this uh, working with you the last few months has been just the highlight of this really hard time. You've just been a breath of fresh air. Super fun. We have so much fun together. So I really have we done this? Is it good? We're good. I'm going to just uh, tell everybody to follow you and check out. We're going to post your before and after picture. So oh, um, you? your progress. When we launch this, we're going to post that. Okay. But and, remember, uh, your picture has to Oh, be yeah. <laughs> I'm going to crop my picture out of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Jim. This Thank you. I'll see you next job. week. Okay. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant, practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically, and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.